When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on The Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Christopher Rosen. I'm joined by Joyce St. Joyce. The Golden Globes just ended. It's 1140 on the ended. East Coast. And I'm on the West Coast right now. And You're... it's replaying right now. Andrew Bassett just won. She's, she just pulled out her phone. She's going to give her speech. Oh, man. Congratulations, Angela Bassett, for winning your Golden Globe here. Second know, Golden but Globe. But not, not, no congratulations for you because you switched off of her. I made a lot of a lot of mistakes. Me mistakes too. were made. I, I made a lot of changes. Uh, Joyce, we have a venue change. You're in Los Angeles. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. here on the East Coast. It's so late. The show is incredibly long. We'll, we'll talk about the show, and then we'll go through the winner's uh, but the Fablemans won Best Drama and Banshees of Inisherin won Best Comedy or Musical on the film side, both of which I got wrong. I don't know about you. I think you did as well. Um, I did too. Um, and I, I had Banshees until like 3 p.m. this afternoon. And then wow. I switched to everything everywhere. But I'm okay with it because I wanted Banshees to win. So I'd rather be wrong and have my favorite win. Yeah, so. of course. I 100% agree. I say that all that's why I have not predicted Top Gun yet because I'm just yeah. like I, I had Top Gun winning. <laughs> I had Elvis winning, uh, which I felt really confident about. And then when Quentin Tarantino got up and was like, Tom Cruise, I was like, Top Gun is winning this shit. He's got also, it. I was I was kind of I thought no matter what, he would say Top Gun Maverick since it was his favorite film of 2022. <laughs> but I was also disappointed he didn't say Lydia Tarr. He said Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett, he did he not say Lydia Tarr. He also said whatever those blue people are called in Avatar, which I was like, James Cameron is going to come up there and punch him in the face. I really thought he was <laughs> it was going to be a fist fight uh, over that, which maybe it still can. Who knows? Maybe they'll see each other. There's after up parties. So yeah, in the park, the Beverly Hilton is that there's a lot of waiting to get your cars from the valet. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and it's a mess right now because it stormed yes. last night and this morning, too. Right. It was a mess. Yeah. As Regina Hall uh, said in one of the best moments of, of the night, that's why Kevin Costner couldn't attend because he but was it's, uh, weather-related. It's, so yesterday, our mutual friend, she was in Santa Barbara over the weekend, and she took an earlier train to come here mm-hmm. to Pasadena so. because of the storm. So Kevin should have taken the train with her. He could have. Uh, yeah. That was one of the runners of the night. A lot of people, a lot of people showed up. Some people did not. And their reasons for not showing up felt like they were getting increasingly more specific. Are you start. also working on a new musical? Yeah, she's deep in uh, deep in the process of working. Amanda Seyfried. Amanda yeah. Seyfried obviously could not be there. I can't wait for the new musical. I'm hoping it's Mamma Mia 3. Joyce has a lot it of people be. on Twitter. Work. It must be. She's been pushing for it. Uh, but before we get to the winners, the, the show itself, Joyce, the Golden Globes are back after a year away. Uh, and what a what a start. Uh, J- Gerard Carmichael was host, Joyce. Yes. And, and I I kind of um, the like the haunted mansion vibe was kind of weird, but then I got into it as the show went on. So we were saying before, uh, uh, not that either one of us are really experts in in, in the, the medium of stand-up comedy, Joyce. No. Not, not really watching a lot. But I do know from like seeing him on SNL and clips of Rathaniel, which won at the Emmys, 
uh, last year that Gerard Carmichael's standup is a lot. It's a slow build. A lot of like, you know, going to start like a little low, little low energy and kind of like build up to the jokes. And that's how he came out. Uh, with his monologue and it was just so uncomfortable to watch. I thought I was just like, the room was still kind of filing in. He was spending a lot of time talking about people sitting down and then basically just went off on the controversy about the show and why it wasn't on the air last year and why he was selected as host is his estimation. And it was very uh, real talk, I would say, Joyce. Yeah. And I think he's not, um, that big yet where people are familiar with his style and his shtick. Right. You know, so it was just kind of like, where is he going with this? And I think like, you know, everyone could see the, those jokes coming or that setup coming, uh, you know, with their controversy and everything. But yeah, they go on for a very long time. And it was like, I don't know if his stand up style is conducive to this environment. Right. And I thought that, too. But then I would say everything in the interstitials and like the intros he was killing he was so funny he I gave no fucks he had nothing <laughs> he did not care he threw i mean he made a joke about tom cruise and scientology that was like uh definitely something you don't expect while he introed glenn powell and jay ellis from top gun who then had to stand there and be like and do banter do like <laughs> just very basic banter about like tom cruise uh, he made a joke about the Fableman seeing it with Kanye West that I, I really tickled me. I thought that was a good one. That was a good one. He did a, a Will Smith joke that Eddie Murphy later one upped him with. So his Jock Car Michael's Will Smith joke was about how he won the Rock Hudson uh, Masculinity on TV award, I believe. Yeah. Um, and then his his worst joke was the Whitney joke. Really? Yes. Uh, he also made a joke about the Beverly Hilton uh, where because where Whitney Houston died. Uh, so a lot of he definitely did not like you said no no eps at all. He was just taking shots all over the place. But I thought all of that was like really fun. And I also thought like a lot of the presenter uh, pairings and presenters were fun as well. Dare I say this was actually a good show even though it was entirely too long. It, it ended eleven thirty basically. Yeah, and then they kept saying like all the later presenters kept talking about the time yes but then Hush they Leone. didn't actually get to it because in in the past and past the war shows even when it was running late they just went right to the nominees and winners but no natasha leone great bit her thing. I, I guess my biggest problem with the whole show and i i tweeted this so i dare to dare to talk about a tweet choice because that's just like really bad it's like explaining and, and your own tweet too really embarrassing so i understand it's embarrassing up front but i was like i was surprised that they were so aggressively cutting off so many great speeches early in the show I understand that they're late on time, but I was just like, man, they cut off Colin Farrell and Michelle Yeoh and Austin Butler and Martin McDonough. And uh, outside of like Steven Spielberg, really, I think was the only one maybe who got a full speech over a minute. Yeah, I don't remember them playing him off. I don't think they did, which I'm not surprised because he's an yeah. all-time Golden Globes winner, Joyce. I think he sit there, tied a record tonight or set a record. What was it? Well, he... He has three directing globes yes. now, so that's the second most. So he's the sixth person to win um, three. L.A. Kazan has four. Right. And so, then he but ended- he, he already has the most nominations in the category, right. so that wasn't and, new. And then I think he had five movies now. Has one, because the Fableman's one. And West Side mm-hmm. Story won last year, because music is the best medicine, as we recall. Or is it laughter? Mm, I don't Yesterday remember. was the one-year anniversary. What a I time. don't remember. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I thought the show was actually not, there were parts of it where I was like, this is bad. And then parts where I was like, this is sublime. And this is why award shows are good. 
and I was happy it was back. Yeah, it wasn't, it was, it was, yeah, it was totally fine. It's better than a lot of broadcast award shows. Right. I guess I was like, if they're worried about time, they should have gone hostless again, like they had in yes. the past, right? And um, just like, and then not give through. Jennifer Coolidge a monologue herself. Yeah, Jennifer Coolidge had a monologue and then won yeah. and had a speech, and her both yeah. were great, but it was a lot of Jennifer Coolidge. It was like an, an extra episode of the White Lotus choice. Yeah, well, you know, Mike White wrote it for her, so Mike White's speech. <laughs> it was hard to pick a favorite. Mike Mike White was drunk and had a great speech, just uh complete again, real talk, seemingly, uh, and mocked everybody for passing on the White Lotus. It was they know who they are everyone you all passed he pointed everybody in the room i thought that was great uh i thought jennifer coolidge was great i thought michelle yo's speech was great and i know one of the things for me joyce because i'm a, a lunatic and i don't think this is anywhere near real but i'm always like what's going on in the room that was why i was like oh i'm glad the globes are back because it's like last year the the tweets were great and i love seeing a winner but you don't really know what the vibe is right so like seeing like Michelle Yeoh win. People were really psyched for Michelle Yeoh. And then Kate Blanchett uh, being in the United Kingdom, I believe, working on a project. Or um, whatever no, say. Tar is premiering tomorrow in the UK. Okay. So that's why she- so The Tar team is there. Right. But she made time to come to New York Film Critics Circle dinner and was also in LA. She, she, Justice next to you. She was right next to me. At the yeah. New York Film, I saw her at the New York Film Critics Circle there. So I was like, I got the, the Golden Globes, not, nothing on me over here. It's like but, Chris Rosen's going to an NYFCC dinner. Gotta be there. Globes, fuck Right that. there. Looking at me, laughing at all these terrible jokes uh, like I was tonight from my couch. Uh, but no, so she didn't give a speech. So I was like, oh, that's like, to me, I'm like, oh, is that is that a... Is that a... No, that I don't a, think that it? matters at all. Be because, I mean, we could talk more about this later, but it's yes. like... Like best actress is down to two of them anyway. So, right. <laughs> but I was like, oh, that was a great speech. I always look at the speech. So I was like, Kiyu Kwan gave like the speech he's been giving in various forms uh, for a long time. It's a killer speech, though. He really nails it. And I mean, he really resurrected Stephen's campaign. It's awesome. That yeah. was like he brought him back, and then Stephen won, and then Feynman's won. I'm like, fuck you. Yeah, and then I'm they hug. There, there are the photos of them during a commercial breaks hugging. It was great. So that was he great. Them out. Uh, that was a great speech. I thought Colin Farrell's speech was wonderful iconic just giving trying to help Anna de Armas's campaign too so I was like did Colin Farrell single-handedly drag Anna de Armas into the Oscar race because I'm expecting her to get nominated at SAG tomorrow Joyce which we'll talk about well maybe SAG she, voting is over maybe she already maybe she already's nominated when you're watching this or listening to this or whatever you're doing well like, Oscar voting starts on Thursday so this is great timing so um people now based off of Colin's endorsement they have a day to watch Blonde I was like, I actually think that that was a big deal. And like, she was, he wasn't alone seemingly in like being respectful of Ana de Armas and Blonde in the no, room. But here's the thing, like have your issues with the film. Everyone has their issues with the film, but like no one has an issue with her performance. No, but I'm, and I'm saying like, like we said, like maybe that she, we'll see how that happens. I was like, oh, that was like a big moment. And I'm like, that you don't get that in a tweet. Colin Farrell's not going to retweet the Golden Globes if this is last year and be like, Hell yeah, Anna DeArmas, you made me, uh, devastated me with your performance in, in as Marilyn Well, Monroe. Colin Farrell is also not on social media, so. Well, you, you know what I mean. I'm just using it as an example. He's not, he's not, he's not one of those actors who's, who's gonna story their thanks. Right. So, uh, so I thought that was in, I thought that was really good. I thought uh, Michelle Yeoh was obviously really good. Uh, Austin Butler uh, pulling the, going, going Ryan Gosling and half Nelson with his voice. That's what I thought. Because he now talks like Elvis. 
like well he's he's talked like elvis for over a year now and i just i was i was really dreading him winning not because like i i knew he was gonna win and like deserve it win but i was dreading their reaction from the casuals who have never heard him speak Right. Well, there's a lot of that to the point where he was asked about it backstage and there's multiple articles about it seemingly already about his yeah. voice and all our favorite public. And he also talked about it or joked about it in his SNL monologue three weeks ago. Right. So yeah. I didn't see that one, but I did see the Jared Carmichael monologue. So there you go. But uh, I thought he was great. I thought his speech was awesome, honestly. Mm-hmm. It was great yeah, he speech. got a hug from QT. And again, got I got it out, Brad Denzel. It was really good. Really good. And I was like, again, I see him and uh Colin kind of like separating maybe from Brendan Fraser which I mean it's expected. it's just like an actress it's just the two of them really right like, and then the one thing I was disappointed or not disappointed I take that back well I went off Angela Bassett like we said uh which was so stupid because I was like I kind of I went back and was like watching some of that honestly this is like you were like what are you doing and I was just like I don't know maybe I should listen to Joyce I guess or just like why not Angela Bassett I do don't know. I was just want. like, because I, didn't I wasn't really even have... trying to convince you to, I, I would never try to convince someone to switch off of their prediction. <laughs> I know, but I didn't really have any kind of like reasoning for her to win other than that she's Angela Bassett. And I guess I should have just, That's enough. that was enough. <laughs> and she won, but I was saying, but I was thinking watching the show and I thought her speech was really good too. And like really a great moment. But I was like, I, cause I saw her at New York film critics circle dinner choice. Carrie Condon went to accept for Martin McDonough who had won for screenplay and Colin Farrell who won for actor did not attend the New York film critics circle dinner, but Carrie Condon did. And she was amazing. She was definitely the best speech of the night both times. And she like kind of blew up the room and everybody was like really fun. I was like, wow, if she ever wins a televised award, uh, she's going to be like irresistible. I think for people, she's so charming and kind of like could begin to steamroll. And we were, we're not, she did not get that opportunity tonight. We'll see if the Critics Choice Awards, which I think are still voting choice, right? Uh, right now? Yeah, that's always the case. Like they vote at the Globes so ceremony. We'll see if they want to piggyback off the Globes to predict, in theory, the Oscars or go their own way and pick the critical favorite, who I think would be Carrie Condon still, based on how the movie is performed. Uh, and we'll see what yeah, happens. Yeah, or, you know, they could just tie. Um, I, I actually think voting started a few days ago, but it's still ongoing. It hasn't closed yet, basically. I mean, even so, if she ties, yeah. it would be great to get her up on stage because I do think she- But also, who's watching that on the CW? Nobody's watching any of these things. Yeah. I don't think anybody watched this, but people be tweeting about any you of know, the speeches and then maybe people are like, oh, I was really charmed by that speech. I don't know. Uh, so I think you my- place more emphasis on the speeches than I do. Like, I don't think it matters. Like, I think- <laughs> Because the people who are voting, like, they're going to schmooze with them in person anyway. I don't think they necessarily right. need a speech. I think the speech is more for the fans and the viewers. Right. Like, it's, I'm, it's I'm content for, fans, for us. Right. It's just, like, all the interviews and uh, photo shoots and all that stuff. That's for us. Right. Well, I'm the fan. I'm just saying, like, for me. Yeah, I'm but like, you're not oh, an Oscar voter. I know. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, so, yeah, the, the Lifetime Achievement Awards were for Ryan Murphy and uh, Eddie Murphy. Was that right? Yes. The Murphys. The Murphys. Yeah. I just realized that they both have the same last name when I said it. Really? It kind of tripped me up. I was like, uh, wait. Not, no, not when they presented them like 45 minutes apart. Uh, yeah, I had some quibbles about the production of the show, but I did think the show ended up being okay. Because like I said, it really is just winners and speeches and then not a lot of bits, but some banter in the, 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 the between the presenters. I was thinking... I'll go back to the Lifetime Achievement Awards because I thought Ryan Murphy's speech was really cool and he did a couple of really great things. But I was thinking when we were just saying before about how the show is running so long that Anna Gasteyer and Nicole Byer, who were both very funny and were funny together, their pa- their banter went on forever, it felt like. 
I did, but it was funny that I didn't mind it. <laughs> I didn't mind it either. They were going off about how every male in the uh, limited series category was like a creeper murderer. Yeah, or, or like the dad of a creeper murderer. Or the dad of a creeper yeah. murderer, right. Really good stuff. Um, but yeah, again, it made me laugh that I was like, they're so worried about time, but they're not cutting back the obvious places where there would be places to cut for time. Yeah, because normally it's like, we've, we've had people literally come out, just be like, and the nominees are. Right. They didn't even yeah. do that. Even with the last word of the night, you had Salma Hayek and- uh, and then they bring out the pre uh, president of the HFPA like before the last two awards. Wow, that one, I, I, that one, that one, that is a first act move. Okay, <laughs> it was a first act move, and I actually, I kind of like, uh, I kind of felt bad because she had this obvious line where she thought she was going to get applause. It was like after her first, yeah, that night. was kind of awkward, yeah. And then no one clapped, and I was just like, oh god. But it's also tough because in that room. Like Jared Carmichael was kept telling people to like be quiet, which I was like, yeah, because it's like tables and they're eat. Well, the food is over. They're they're eating, quote unquote. The food is over, as Mike White yeah. found out. Yeah, they just drank so, they're drinking. Yes. So and it's like they're getting ready to go to the after party. Some of them have already left. You know, like a lot of them are in the uh, press room. So, yeah, yeah not a lot not, of people in there. Not yeah, and it was like a lot of uh, not a lot of paying attention seemingly. Uh, but the, uh, I thought Ryan Murphy's speech was great. Uh, they did uh, another thing they did was uh, great montages. I thought the Ryan Murphy montage was great and the Eddie Murphy montage. Yeah, but you know what was not in the Ryan Murphy montage? I know what it was, but you could tell say popular. Yeah, it's not in there. Iconic show, WB, RIP. Love that show. That's not honestly on. my favorite Ryan Murphy show. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> but I thought his speech was great. He did a great thing where he was able to last year, obviously, we said Michaela J. Rodriguez won uh, Best Actress. And uh, did not get to give a speech. She, she gave, gave her speech on Instagram. on Instagram. And so he gave her a standing ovation. Yeah, you know, like I thought, I actually thought he was going to bring her up on stage to give a Same. speech. But uh, he did that and he like recognized Billy Porter and Matt Bomber and Jeremy Pope, who he said has, is on his way to a maybe a well-deserved Oscar nomination. Yeah, like he was encouraging people to vote for him. Yes. yes. Great. I mean, using that pulpit, he had the, he had the, he had the stage. Get Jeremy, I mean, it could happen. I was like, after uh, after Carmichael's joke about Tom Cruise and then that, I was like, maybe, who knows? I don't know. How does this stuff play in the industry? I have no idea. I don't think they care. I don't think they care yeah. either. I think he's- Like the, the viewers care more right. than they, they do not care. Like how many, how many women went up there and made Brad Pitt jokes. Many, so many. I texted yeah. multiple friends about it, uh, honestly, because I was like, I can't believe that this is, nobody seems to care about anything. Yeah, they uh, don't It was care. great moments, uh, great moments in, in, in Golden Globes. Uh, but I thought Ryan Murphy's speech was really great. I, I actually was like, I, I thought the whole thing was good. He seemingly had like, I like it when people are prepared. I know there's like, but for a lifetime. And she well, like he should be prepared me. since he knew right. he was getting it. And I thought he did a really great job and like, it was very well written. And I thought the way he kind of like, highlighted the people he worked with was really nice uh and i i thought it was interesting and one of the reasons again why i think steven spielberg will end up winning at the oscars is man everybody loves steven spielberg even ryan murphy he was, shout he out was the only one who got a standing ovation right did anyone else get one i think he was the only one who got it except for michaela j rodriguez right well that i mean i mean for winners oh sure <laughs> But multiple people mentioned Spielberg. Akiu Kwan obviously did. That was great. He kickstarted the night for 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 Uncle Steve, and then uh, Michelle Yeoh even shouted him out, which made me like remember that he produced Memoirs of a a, a Geisha. I guess right? Was that right? Geisha, yes. Geisha, yes. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Tarantino obviously was excited for Spielberg. So I don't know. I was like, look, he's back. Or was he ever gone? 
Mimi was never gone. Uh, and then Eddie Murphy's was uh, another one who, uh, so Tracy Morgan did the intro for Eddie Murphy uh, and tried to make Eddie Murphy laugh and did not until he had an incredible joke about Eddie having 10 okay. kids. And Eddie lost it because he was sitting there stone-faced the entire time while Tracy Morgan was trying very hard to get him to laugh. I actually LOL'd, like a really good punchline. And then Jamie Lee Curtis had to come out to uh, double up with the presentation. Had to, because time doesn't matter, I guess, because she just came out and was like, I'm here. And then Eddie Murphy uh, gave up, you know, I didn't expect him. He doesn't seem like he loves doing this stuff, Joyce. No, but I, I don't know. Maybe like as he's gotten older, he's like softened up a little bit. I don't know. But like he did send in when he won the Emmy a couple years ago and it was virtual. He did send in a speech. Right. So I'm, I guess I'm, he never. But I, I guess what I mean is that he's not enthusiastic about having to give the speech or he just is like a little maybe muted. But I, he ended up having the best joke of the night. I thought his Will Smith joke was so good. And I was like, man, I wonder if Jimmy Kimmel's watching this and just like, God damn it. What am I supposed to do? They got, the, this is the best Will Smith joke we're going to have probably. Unless he brings Will Smith out during the Oscars, which he can't. He's not allowed there. Um, They can do it on Zoom. Is that allowed? That would be great. I don't even know. Maybe he'll bring Chris Rock Can he out. appear via Zoom? The thing that made me laugh about the Eddie joke especially is that I just did not, it was a, a twist ending, I would say. I did not see it coming. Yeah, because it was it was getting very sincere and earnest leading yeah. up to it. And the first two are funny, but also real, you know? Yeah. Here was, it was pay your taxes and mind your own business. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> pay your taxes, mind your own business, and keep Will Smith's name out of your goddamn mouth. Will Smith's wife's name. Wife's name out of your goddamn mouth. Amazing. Just amazing. Uh, brought down the house, I would say. And then he just walked off. I got to say, watching the clips of Eddie Murphy, I was like, Eddie Murphy's the funniest dude alive. All the, like, even uh, just trading places and SNL and everything. I was like, man, you know, it's funny, Eddie Murphy. I wish Dolomite is my name got him in the Oscars, Joyce. Yeah, I, was um, I, I know like some people when he was announced as the recipient of the Cecil B. Demo Award, like there was like a lot of people were excited, but some, I don't know. I feel like just maybe people who are, were not around for his heyday or didn't know what an impact he had on comedy and also in film, like did not understand why he was getting this award. Yeah. So I think because a lot of really, he hasn't had a, like a, I mean, his heyday is really like the eighties and, and early nineties. I would yeah, say. Yeah. But still like so many rewatchable movies. Incredible run. You just, I mean, you a just lot have of, to watch some of those movies. So yeah. Oh, I mean, a lot of people know him, like I think Tracy Morgan or maybe Jamie Lee Curtis was saying from his like family stuff, like Shrek is a rent mm -hmm. is an annual movie for people. Right? Yeah. They watch it all the time. He's a BAFTA nominee for Shrek. So great performance. Uh, so that was the show, I guess. Anything else on the show, Joyce? What do you think? Anything else stood out? Um, we can go through the winners. Uh, I don't know. Like Chloe Flower playing the the piano. Some interesting music choices. Yeah. How do you think they came up with those? I don't know. They drew him out of a hat. Like I would think you would play like the score to some of the nominees. No, nothing. Know? Well, that was what Austin Butler wanted. He was yeah, like, he wanted Suspicious Minds. So yeah. then uh, Jared Carmichael had to say that she wasn't playing off the people. That was a pre-recorded track because people were dragging her or dragging the idea that they were playing these people off on on social media. Sure. Um. Uh, a lot of people seemingly came. I guess that was the other big uh, question going into it. 
So I don't know why people thought um, a lot of stars won't show up when a lot of them acknowledged their wins last year. So I think a lot of normies maybe didn't realize that, I would say, for starters. And then I also think that, like, of course they're all going to show up. It's on TV. It's on TV. (laughs) And I think even if they personally didn't want to show up, I think they would do it to support their project. And that was like... Jared Carmichael kind of said that at the end, he kind of got there finally, where he was like, whatever you think of the Golden Globes, it's great to be able to celebrate all this great work, basically. Yeah. Like, I think like some of them, maybe their publicists, like, please just go like, just, just make an appearance. Yeah. I will say I was trying to clock. I kind of lost track because there's 27 winners, I believe, and long show, Joyce. Uh, so I, I not this is not an accurate representation, but I was trying to clock how many people actually thanked the Hollywood Foreign Press. And the only person I could think who did not thank them was Quinta Brunson when she won for Best Actress in a Comedy or Musical. Um, I was not paying attention to that. So, so I was just and I didn't she might have even thanked them when they won for a series at the end. I'm not even sure. But I was like a lot of people obviously didn't have any problem thanking the Hollywood Foreign Press if people were like wondering if they would online. Nobody seemed to again. But I also don't care. I think um, the HFPA would care if they thank them or not. No, like, I don't. And a lot so. of that, like a hundred of them, aren't even HFPA members. They're just they just have voting privileges, right? So. And also, like the HFPA has been the butt of a joke of these shows forever. Yeah, since I've been watching them. Uh, so let's go through the winners. We've mentioned a lot of them, Joyce. But uh, so Fatal Wins wins Best Picture for a Drama, and the Banshees of Inisherin own Best Picture in a Musical or Comedy. We'll start with the movies, and then we'll go to TV later because. It's great that they the TV stuff is great, but uh, I think we're mostly focused on the movies for the Golden Globes. I just don't think the TV, I don't think the Golden Globes mean that much in the season, I guess, right, for TV. Well, this is it's Oscar season. That's well, that's why I always like that the Emmys are on a different calendar. Right. Because it would be so boring if <laughs> the Emmys were in like February or something, and then it's just gonna be a lot of rubber stamping. Like there's a different calendar for the Emmys. We have different winners. Yeah. So different face-offs. So yeah, this is like the Emmys are removed from the winter awards, which I love. Right, like right. this is part of the Globes are seen as part of Oscar season. Right. And so while I don't think the Globes, and you would definitely know this better than me because you actually look this stuff up, but I don't think the Globes has the great track record, at least in recent years, of getting the Oscar best picture winner 100% right, usually, right? Like they're going to, uh, for one of these. So like- well, and- well, last year they didn't because right. um, Power of the Dog and West Side Story were the Globe winners. But the year before, yes. Yeah. So since 2000, only um, 11 winners in either drama or comedy musical have gone on to win Best Picture at the Oscars. So it's, it's like- been it's been messy the past decade. Right. Um, Like since- 12 Years a Slave, so then the following year, like, Birdman won the Oscar, and the Globes were Grand Budapest and mm-hmm. Boyhood. Yeah. Um, and then 2015, that was Spotlight won the Oscar, and Globes were Revenant and The Martian in mm-hmm. comedy musical. One of the greatest um, comedies, Joyce, The Martian. And then remember when La La Land went seven for seven? Yes. Um, At the uh, Globes, uh, and Moonlight won just, just drama, at the Globes and then won Best Picture at the Oscars. And then the next year was the Shape of Water. Um, but three billboards won the drama globe. And Lady Bird won comedy. Mm-hmm. And obviously Green Book, Bow Rap. Green Book um, won. Yeah, Green Book won, the Globe too. Uh 
and then Parasite, 1917, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Right. And a Nomad Land and Borat. So. Right. so this could be like, this reminded me a little of if I was trying to, like, not that any of these connect. I was like, it does feel a little like 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, perhaps. But I actually think that the Fableman still has a legitimate chance to win Best Picture at the Oscars. And so does Banshees. I don't think either one of these are out. I, I think Banshees... Um like sort of needed i don't know i mean i would say everything ever needed this one too but i think banshees maybe needed it more because everything everywhere was seen as um being ahead of it definitely you know? but we but we knew like you know they love banshees because it got eight nominations we and it won, three, it won the most tonight we knew they love mark mcdonough as yeah well. so i'm not um, surprised that it won but i do think that if Everything Everywhere won in against Banshees. I think everybody would be like, everything everywhere is steamrolling, right? Like kind of people mm-hmm. have like kind of started thinking that. And now maybe they're not going to think that. Now it, it, we're recording this before the, the SAG nominations. And then well, like- Well, I think everything everywhere will do well at SAG. It'll, it'll probably win ensemble, so. It probably will win ensemble. But I'm like, Banshees could easily win like BAFTA. I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and like- No, Banshees has been doing very- Really well. Well, um, like if you look at the- the critics awards like all like the many many critics awards it's most of it the the best picture prizes have mostly gone to everything everywhere but um banshees is the runner-up in them like it's right. it's one more than fableman's so so an interesting thing about this year i think with the preferential ballot too for the oscars at least is that like all of these feel like consensus movies to me so like banshees fableman's top gun and Elvis to me are like all consensus movies. I still think everything everywhere is more polarizing than all four of those, but I do think there's a lot of passion on everything and every everywhere. So that will probably help it too. But I'm like, you really could like make a case for any of those five. I think the top five is very fluid, like those and Fableman's. Um, and yeah, I would say, you know, it seemed like Fableman's was slipping because it missed a lot of uh, BAFTA long lists yeah, last that was, week. And that was bad. Spielberg missed the yeah. director long list, um, which I know people were shocked by, but I I was like almost expecting it really. You because... actually were the only person to make a case of why it was not totally unexpected and no one has really talked about it either. It seems like everybody's just gone with, this is really bad. Like, I didn't think he would be top two. Right. And- and then they have like for that category specifically, they have very specific uh, gender parity rules. Right. And they also changed them this year along with the acting categories. And they're polling like the juries are polling from a smaller group. They're based. They're basically just trying to course correct because they went too far um, with the juries, like full mm-hmm. juries the past couple of years since the double Margot Robbie noms. And now they just want to be Oscar chasers again, which no, just be your own thing like make your own picks mm-hmm. stop chasing and stop stop trying to predict the oscars right um yeah so they yeah there's like gender parity rules in that category so um he didn't make it so right and you yeah. so i feel like you were a voice of reason there while everybody was running around i was like i definitely was like it's not good but i, I was mean, not it's like still not good and it's like it's a stat against him but right? yeah. at the same time i do think like again this is and it, maybe it doesn't matter but watching tonight i was like 
man, everyone loves Steven Spielberg. And like, it's so easy to imagine him just winning an Oscar. Like none of these other movies have stepped up really to take him down. You know what I mean? Like the Daniels could have used tonight to be like, hey, pay attention to us, you know? And like, if they had an opportunity to get a speech, maybe it would have been a great moment. They were very good at the New York Film Critics Circle Dinner. Uh, they introduced uh, Kia Kwan and they were both really good, I thought. And they had like, they were very uh, charming and fun and had like great stuff to say. So I was like, I think they could have used it. I still think like Todd Field could be a dark horse or like who knows how that category even shakes out. I don't think Martin McDonough would necessarily win there. I still think he has a better shot of winning screenplay. No one is really thinking about him in director. director. He so. might not even get nominated. So I'm like still Steven Spielberg still feels like even without the BAF, the long was mentioned, like a legitimate uh, choice. Um so those are the yeah, because like even last year, like he did make a long list for West Side Story last year, but I didn't predict him for the nomination. As no, one of the six. I was like, he's not. They're not going to pick him. He's no, not getting in there. <laughs> right. He felt like a filler nom, basically. Um, so we mentioned those are the two winners, and and Spielberg obviously for director, uh, Kate Blanchett for Tar, Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere, an actress, Austin Butler and Colin Farrell. Uh, supporting was Keo Kwan and Angela Bassett. So Angela Bassett choice, we could see her winning here and at SAG. And then not winning the Oscar, maybe. I had her winning SAG before I put her into my Oscar predictions. Right. I put her in after she got like this and Critics' Choice nominations last month. I put her in first in SAG. um, And I eventually put her in in my Oscar nominations. But I I have her in two for the Oscars, honestly. Um, Yeah. But now this is so she can win this Critics' Choice and SAG. I BAFTA will be hard for her. I think Carrie will probably win BAFTA. Um, BAFTA is also before SAG this year. Right. So I guess in the end, we always, it does matter. Like the performances matter and all these different things matter. So it's not like one thing, but I do think when push comes to shove, if Angela Bassett is like on the ballot, people are going to vote for her. I think people just like Angela. I think like she, the hardest thing for her is to just get the nomination. Right. If she gets a nomination, I really think she could just easily win at the Oscars. She And then, but it's like, is this a number one getter? I think it is only because it's Angela Bassett. I don't think it's necessarily has to do with the performance. So the performance is good. And the movie, though, the movie is fine. And the character, though, the character is fine. All of those things are great. But I do think that because it's Angela Bassett, she would win. I think people will just be like, number one. No, I mean, for the nomination. Bassett. I'm not talking about the win. I'm oh, talking about right, the nomination. Right, right, right. Like, it's like she needs, because I could just see her being a filler four or five. That would be maybe an issue. And then she gets- And she kind of like addressed that, like when she was like, thanking marvel fans and you know how they made history now with like her winning for a marvel performance yeah i thought her i thought her speech was really good and like kind of like hit the right from a phone which it's fine but it's everybody reads from a phone now i noticed that too i was like it's weird because like like quinta brunson was reading and like showing getting texts uh you know from like her her congratulations family and friends i'm like yeah she should put on the not disturb she should have done that. Quinta yeah. Brunson, if you're actually watching this, do not disturb at the Emmys next year, maybe. Try that because I think it's just easier. Um, so those are those winners. Uh, Guillermo del Toro. But yeah, no- none, none of these were the acting winners. None of them surprising. I think we talked about that when we were right. doing predictions, like how like it was pre- going to be pretty much chalk and supporting actress was the only one really up in the air. And that was, ended up true. Yeah. Uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio won Best Animated Feature. Very obvious seems like that's gonna steamroll i I appreciate that he was saying uh, he said you could watch it with kids but it's not for kids well which is funny because you watched this last week and you were texting me about it and you were like you said something about like how 
like how could kids watch this? And I literally said to you, it's not for kids. It's not for kids. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I guess I, we uh, last uh, last one of these, I got yelled at for doing spoilers. I'm not going to spoil the movie, but I will say in the first 10 you're minutes. You're not going to spoil Pinocchio. <laughs> so in the first, I'm gonna, here, I'm going to talk about Pinocchio and happens in the first 10 minutes. So if you're like, oh man, I can't know what happens in Pinocchio because I don't know the story. Uh, Geppetto's son just gets blown up in, in, in a bomb. And it's like really... <laughs> really sad and just like uh very uh visceral i was just like wow this is not a kid's movie did you cry i didn't cry at pinocchio no uh i did not i did cry tonight though with a couple of speeches who was i tearing up i teared up with like ryan murphy's speech i thought was like really because i wow which person was it that did it michaela rodriguez i just thought that was like really touching right at the start (laughs) yeah because she seemed like so uh emotional like it was just like really nice i'm sure they he talked about it like i was trying to figure out because he was like she's my date tonight right so i'm sure he like knew that she was gonna he she knew uh, that he was going to do that but like i was like Man, that was like so touching. I thought that was great. And I like was tearing up at Mike White crying about Jennifer Coolidge. Well, he was also drunk. He was super drunk and like definitely crying. And I was like, ah, tear, tear my eye for him. You know, he's uh, worried about animals. He loves animals. So here was the biggest shock in the night, Joyce, I would say. Uh, non, uh, best uh, foreign language film, or maybe they call it non-English language film. I don't even know what the Globes have settled on for their international feature award. But I had uh, a lot of people had predicted RRR. And a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of people were predicting RR or All Quiet on the Western Front. I had All Quiet. Neither of those. <laughs> neither one of them win. Argentina 1985 won. And I was just blown away. I, I could not believe that it won, actually. Um, yeah, this was the, the upset of the evening. But, yeah. you know, it, it's also like been doing, I wouldn't say like very well, but it's been doing well um well it's a definitely top contender for nomination in that category the oscars but i was just shocked and obviously like we've seen like based on like the law of the the bafta long list and the oscar shortlist that a lot of people are really loving all quiet on the western front it's like definitely ascendant but the globes did not really go crazy for it because they didn't put it in like score it could have you know what i mean like there's not a lot of places it could have gotten nominated besides this but like it could have gotten a score nomination or a drama nomination maybe you know something like that so that it just had the one nomination, maybe that was a sign that it wasn't as strong. But I was like, man, I did not expect Argentina 1985 to win. That really it shocked me. It won Venice, um, something there. And it's been getting nominations. Yeah. Like, I right. think it's up at um, Critics' Choice. I so, mean, what do you think will win at Critics' Choice? I guess we'll talk about this, this tomorrow. Um, I mean, probably RR. I thought RR too, but I'm like, maybe of that Oscar chase into All Quiet because it can't get nominated. Mm. And then yeah, RR. I, th- I think I think the the ascendancy of All Quiet will make it difficult for them. They could just tie them. I mean, maybe they will. Yeah. I, I, how many ties? We'll talk about this tomorrow. I'm not even going to ask you this. I'm going to save this one for tomorrow because I want to want to do it on that one. Uh, so Argentina 1985 won, uh, and then RRR did win. Uh, for original song not to not to which i foolishly went to lady gaga and then when i saw lady gaga didn't attend i was like that was wrong i should have not taken lady gaga okay but when they're voting they don't know who's attending i don't know why people do this I, what like, if they do i'm just saying like what how, if they- how would the, the 200 voters know who's attending in late december but i will say i could not believe rihanna was there i i, I truly was shocked that rihanna showed up she, you know she's doing a promo for the halftime show maybe that's she's it probably Is dropping it- r9 this year at some point it's been a while that was another great jared carmichael joke so i thought did you like that joke the r jared the r rihanna joke he made yeah 
good joke. That he was like really funny. I thought a lot of his jokes were were, were funny. So yeah, not, but I not think it, it also felt like you know the the pop girlies just split the vote too. Right. I actually, when we were watching the nominees, I was like, what if Chow Papa wins this? I was like, over now to not. Did you enjoy Chow Papa? It's kind of divisive amongst uh, people I uh, know who've seen the movie. I, I did like it. I thought it yeah, was good. Yeah, I think it's it's cute. So uh, I love Not To Not To. And again, I but the thing is about Not To Not To, again, is that it does feel so tied to the movie. I'm like, I don't think it's a song. Like these other songs are songs that, like Hold My Hand, I just listen to. I love it. But I was listening to Not To Not To before and I'm like, I really want to watch it. I don't just want to listen to it. I want to see the, the whole thing. And I'm hoping well, that Oscar voters are going to see the whole thing. Yeah, because it's part of, the movie and some of these are just end credits songs child papa is also part of the movie and hold my hand is sort of part of the movie because it's the the melody is part of the new score the melody's part of the new score and actually plays very 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 quietly in the background when he goes to the bar to look for jennifer connelly after the first night yeah um and it's playing like the melody's playing when they land back on the carrier so but uh not not to not to winning was great i I, people were i think there was a big uh you know, uh, LA screening of RR last night, or this is Monday night. Yeah, that was the one that sold out in like 98 seconds or something, right? And there were videos circulating that it looked like it was like the end of Avengers Endgame, basically. Just people going absolutely apeshit over it, which I'm just like, yes, hell yeah. But will Oscar voters react the same way? I have no idea. I'm hoping they will because I really hope that song gets nominated because I really do want to see it win. I I think think it can get nominated, but I I can see it being another Husevic. I'm still worried about it being Husevic. The only difference I'd say we, when we talked about it is that uh, this movie is way stronger than Husevic. Yes, no one was taking, watching Eurovision. And people are taking it more seriously. Eurovision, I called it Husevic. I didn't remember the, the goddamn name. I just said Husevic. Maybe it should have been called Husevic and they would have watched it. Uh, and then Justin Hurwitz won for Babylon Joyce. He's got four Golden Globes. He's never lost a Golden Globe. He's I had, I put, I put him four. in. There. I switched in. I When we did this picks, I did not have him. And then I think uh, somebody in the comments was like, Chris, you're an idiot. You should put him in. And I was like, you're probably right. And then I switched it. So I put him in. He was one of the things I didn't change today because I thought about changing to him. And then I was like, I'm not going to make that many changes. Right. So really, I didn't do it. really should have gone to like in the change. I, I should have like, switched. I should have switched to him and I should have kept Banshees is what I should have done. Right. So. Right. Uh, yeah, that was great. I couldn't. John Williams was there, Joyce. 90 year old John Williams sitting in the crowd. They're turning up the campaign, okay? And like, Stephen gave him a shout out. Johnny Williams, he says. Johnny Williams. That's like what this. he calls him. Did you not watch the featurette about their relationship? No, I didn't. Yeah, Joyce, <laughs> I did not. Johnny Williams. The best part of the Fableman speech too is, uh, so Spielberg had a couple of nice speeches. Obviously, best director. I thought his speech was like really great. And again, probably endeared him to many people in Hollywood who just love him. But the best picture win was great. And then he got Tony Kushner to say like, thank you. Oh, when he just forced him. Listen, writers don't want to talk, okay? Never, <laughs> no, no, no one wants to be at the mic. The thing that's funny is one of the many Fableman screenings I've gone to to see, uh, the one I went to was with Judd Apatow and uh, Tony Kushner and Spielberg. And they all talked. And Tony Kushner, that thing was like, I'm not really going to talk. And then would go on 25-minute ranting, uh, rambling uh, you know, a- a- anecdotes about what happened. Uh, I, think, it was just great. I think he, I mean, I, I've seen interviews with him. I mean, you've talked to him. I talked to him. I went so, 28 minutes, Joyce. Yeah, like, I interview. think he he is willing to have no, conversations. I think he likes having conversations he and does. doing interviews, but he doesn't like public speaking from a crowd, which I don't either. No, I think so. that's fair. And he was a wonderful interview when I talked to West Side Story, a career yeah. highlight, Joyce. I just love talking to him. Uh, so that was the movies. 
movies. So what what do you think any of this um, means for the Oscars? Or are you waiting for SAG before you make any drastic changes? I'm I'm waiting for SAG before I make any drastic changes. I will say like I feel more empowered by having. I, I think Steven Spielberg winning here was like very necessary. And yeah, because we were saying like he might not win. Yeah, I I kept him. I, was like, I kept him too. I did not jump off that ship, but I'm just saying like it felt like. It, it felt like balls. It felt like not great. Was, I know. I know a lot of people were predicting Elvis to go three for three. <laughs> it felt like we were put taken on water for for Steve, and so that he won here was great. I think that like kind of cauterized a little bit of like the perception that it was lagging, even if it's not, because we have no idea really what anybody is thinking about these movies. We just have certain data points, right? Like where it's like missing, obviously at some of the BAFTA long lists and blah blah blah. So I was like, that was great. None of the acting stuff really changed my mind. I still think Austin yeah. Butler will win. Though I will say like Colin Farrell is so charming. I really could see him winning. Yeah, like I think it's between the two of them. Like I fought that for months um, and their movies are just clearly stronger. Like I just always had right. doubts about The Whale. Like yeah. even in like early fall after it premiered in Venice before yeah. I even yeah. saw it, you know? Yeah. So, and that category is so tied to best picture. Um, exactly. So, I, yeah. I actually might end up, I could see, so I still have Austin there. I mean, we'll see what happens at SAG and all these things. I could see moving to Colin because I do think in the end, that is a stronger best picture contender, maybe overall than Elvis. It's very close because I think Elvis is also really strong as a winner, On I'm saying. not even. Yeah, but I think people just also, even if Banshees wins best picture, like no one is seriously talking about elvis winning best picture but i think you would just honor elvis through austin the other thing like how you would honor tar through kate right the other thing i was thinking was like it's so obvious that he like when you play when like it's like kind of like forget like comparing the actual craft of the performances or whatever and i'm like there are a few icons in in history more recognizable than elvis so like clearly he should win for playing you know what i mean it's like daniel day lewis playing lincoln even if he was like half as good he probably still would have won for playing lincoln Right. It's like Abe Lincoln. Of course he won an Oscar. You know what I mean? Like it just. And that was his third Oscar. (laughs) I know. I'm just saying like when you're playing a real life figure who's so recognizable and so well known and that people have such an affinity for and you actually do a good job. They just also like have an affinity for real life. Right. Like Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Over and over again. So I'm just like, I do think that's why he'll win. And then Kate versus Michelle Yeoh, I think is going to be really great. I'm, I'm excited for that because I. I do think Kate will end up winning, but man, it's very close. I think she just completed her second trifecta win over yes. the weekend because she won National Society. Mm-hmm. Um, so she she did the same sweep: National Society, New York, L.A. for Blue Jasmine, right? And she dominated that season and won the Oscar. So, I mean, when I watch the clips from it, I'm just like, oh man, she should win. Uh, nothing else really changed my. None of these things changed my mind. I I do think that like. Like Kia Kwan is done. Like, like why? Like, there's nothing to say. I don't know. Like, it, like we, 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 the next two weeks, this is our fun or less than two weeks. Like, the fun is figuring out the other nominees. That's right. It. We could have a great time debating who will be the runner up. Cause I don't know if it's Brandon Gleason at this point. I think it might be somebody else. I guess we'll see. But yeah, we'll wait to see what SAG does for, for that. And then for, for TV Joyce, not that we, we, we care as much, like we said, but it's still fun. Uh, so TV we series. We care about it. It's, 
just not vital during this time of the year. I did love that they saved a bunch of TV categories for the end and fewer film categories. I really love that. I love that too. You know why? Because more people probably saw these shows than watch the movies. There's definitely more people watch House of the Dragon than Fablemans, obviously. Hilarious win. Uh, so I should have went with House of the Dragon. We talked about this. I kept severance, but I had was like, I said to you, I was like, man, House of the Dragon, I really think could win because it's so popular. And I put it in second place and I didn't switch. And that was when I should have switched. So that wins best drama series. And then an award uh, that Game of Thrones never won. Yes. And then it was also great because Michelle Miguel uh uh Sapachnik went up to accept it, but he doesn't work on the show anymore. Seemingly. And and if you believe all the goss, there was a lot of I was actually very funny. There was a, a lot of you you read the newsletter uh, Puck, Matt Baloney had a whole bunch of goss about uh this and about why he uh, left before Miguel's season two. Exit before season two and House of the Dragon. Uh so yeah, that was a great moment. I was just that like, was wow. very funny and um obviously uh I'm not not surprising for me, but still painful that Better Call Saul and Bob Odenkirk lost. Totally blank. I will say that when I, I, I mean I saw I saw Bob this morning. Cause I'm at yeah. TCA and today yeah. was AMC. So he was here this morning promoting his new show, Lucky Hank. Sure. Um, so may- maybe he'll have more success next year. Maybe he'll get lucky with Lucky Hank. Yeah. I will say M- M- Miguel Sapochnik saying, give, immediately giving a shout out to Severance. I said was probably a boom for uh, their maybe Emmy, Emmy help, hopes. Or maybe he wants to go so. over to... Maybe he could also. I, I guess I am happy because I didn't predict Severance to win anything, and I know so many people were predicting Severance to win series, and like either Adam Scott or John Turturro, and I had it going over three. So I was like, at least I, I got it. that right. <laughs> I had Severance and Turturro winning, uh, and then in hindsight, it was so obvious that that wasn't going to happen. But anyway, House of Dragon wins best drama series. Uh, Zendaya wins for Euphoria. Not there. She did not attend. Uh, so no speech for her. But that was a nice win. Uh, Here's one that I'm I'm a kick myself because you know I love this guy. Kevin Costner won Best Actor, Joyce. I did not predict it. And, and I'm <laughs> I don't know how many people predicted it because I think a lot of people were going with Bob or Adam. Or Jeff you had Bridges. Diego in second. Or Jeff Bridges, right? People thought he would win. I think I had Kevin Costner in fifth, honestly, in mine. Um it was just it it was very um weird for the globes because both uh, lead drama winners they were their shows only uh nominations they their shows did not get a series nomination right. um so they, they globes usually likes to pair something exactly. so there wasn't even an option for the pairing with those two winners <laughs> no that that's why it threw me off and that's why i don't feel that bad that i literally had kevin costner five out of five but i will say i started thinking maybe he would win uh when they brought out cole hauser and the other uh, another yellowstone cast member uh, to present and i was like people love yellowstone that was my big takeaway. I was like, man. But it's just, that's just the talent booking presenters. I'm just saying. I was like, hmm, I should have thought. These uh, conspiracy theories hold no water. <laughs> uh, Abbott Elementary won. Abbott Elementary did amazing. I think it won three awards, Joyce, right? Is that right? It won Most three. The it's the first comedy to win three in one night since Glee in 2011. Wow. And of course, of the three acting wins, the two acting wins, it did not win the one that I predicted. And I think a lot of people did, Shirley Ralph. It, she did not yeah. win. No, she didn't win. Um, but instead, Quinta won and TJ Dubs won. Very deserved. That was great. Tyler James won is winning. I, I was looking at that and I was like, we had talked about that category as being like, not the strongest, I would say, right? It was like we were debating. Well, it's also a, a new category because they split supporting actor in TV or the supporting categories in TV. 
But then I was like, when he won, I was like, that actually kind of makes sense because he's up against just four old white guys. So he's and up he's against great on the show. <laughs> well, he's up against four old white guys. He's great on the show. And the other thing is like all these other people are like, I don't and know. He's I in the like strongest show too. So. That's it. I was like, it's the strongest show. It was the strongest show. And like, he so obviously would have won, I think in hindsight, but he was fourth in our odds. I think I had him in fourth. I had Totoro winning. And I had um, John Lithgow. And then Quinta Brunson won best actress. I think I had her second after uh, Jenna. Jenna Ortega, who I really thought was going to win. I think a lot yeah, of yeah that that is a like Jenna is like your classic Globes winner, yes. but Quinta also makes sense too. Mm-hmm. And you know they they didn't have a chance to nominate her. I don't think she would have won last year anyway. I should there's no way she was beating Jean Smart last year, but they didn't have a chance to nominate her last year because Abbott just premiered with one episode in 2021 in December, um, before the other episodes aired uh, in early 2022. Mm-hmm. So this is their first chance to award the show. Right. And they, and they loved it. And uh, so that was really great. I mean, so, so I thought the, the other ones were pretty obvious. So like Abbott one's comedy uh, and Jeremy Allen white won best actor in a comedy, which seems like very obvious. He loves acting. He loves acting. His speech was great. I thought, I thought he was really good. Uh, look forward to seeing him like win probably at SAG and other, you know, shows this winter. Uh, White Lotus won. Mike White's speech we talked about just an incredible uh, drunk. It's a great moment. rebound for White Lotus because it only got one nomination last year for Jennifer, mm-hmm. and she didn't win. So, uh, yeah, and won, now it won two awards. Won two awards. Jennifer won as well. Uh, Evan Peters won limited series actor for for Dahmer. He um really blitzed through his speech. I was like, he wants to get off that stage. Yeah, I think he took the time seriously. A lot of people took that as like a... Yeah, I think he also he also doesn't like public speaking either because he was also nervous um, with his Emmy speech. Remember when he sh- uh, said shit and fuck a bunch of times yes. before he got up to the stage? Yeah. So. That was a lot of that this year watching and I was like, you know what? When they en- end up not having these on network TV, then they don't have to beep this stuff out and it'll be so much better. Yeah. Uh, we're all we're all grownups here or almost grownups. Like people could, you know, it's just language. You can it's, hear yeah, shit. Yeah, it's just words. Just explicit worse. content, sure. Uh, Amanda Seyfried won for the dropout. Uh, another... Did you keep Jess? I did. I went down with the ship, and I felt really good about it because I knew Amanda Seyfried wasn't there. But you know who was? Jessica Chastain sitting but there. What does it matter? I didn't at all. See again, like who's who's voting based on who's attending, which they don't know about when they're voting. <laughs> uh, we mentioned Tyler James Williams. Julia Garner won for Ozark. Joyce, um, a hilarious win. Ozark's first and last win. Um, but this, like, I mean, I, I figured they were going to award Zendaya to play catch up. Um, was not as sure about Ozark because they've overlooked it so many times already. But maybe three Emmys is too many for them to overlook. I guess. I mean, oh. for her to win. Yeah. Uh, and then Paul Walter Hauser won for Best Supporting Actor in a Limited Series or Movie. Which we, I think we both had. Yes, good stuff. Um, love, love the hug between him and Sebastian Stan. Love my Itania reunion. I need a photo of them and Margot Robbie, please. That that could probably happen. I'm sure they still hang yeah. out. So, yeah, that was that was a good one. And yeah, His nothing. All over the place too. Yeah, like that. I don't know. It's it's hard to because like those are the new categories, I guess you can say. So it's 
hard to say what history there is there to go off of unless you just look at the old merged category. I mean, um, I think like I expect him again, this we're going to be doing this in less than 12 hours. So it could be completely wrong, but I do expect him to get in it and maybe it's sag. Right. And like, kind of like it could do well there as well. I don't remember if I have him or not. Let me look. I don't know if I have him or not either, but I'm like, I could even, I could easily see him getting in because I do think he's I like, know. I mean, there's was, only one category at sag, but he is like a respected actor. And I do think that he got out there like for it. You know, you know what might help him? being on cobra kai yeah netflix because it's on netflix stingray uh, and then jennifer coolidge won for white lotus she gave a great speech as well i don't think they played the two people i don't think they played off were jennifer coolidge and steven spielberg if i remember correctly yeah and they playing speech, off jennifer i don't better, think so. i don't know i don't think so and her speech was better than her emmy speech where she was also played off um she was she referenced getting hooked literally hooked off the stage i don't yeah. think that actually happened but uh that was a great moment. So that's interesting. Any anything else on the TV side that we should? Um, I guess I would just say, you know, Globe's fave, The Crown, did not win anything. I thought it was like by the end. You know, they love showing photo uh, shots of the Crown table with everybody looking like this. No one was happy. Uh, I mean, you know, we kind of expected it. Um, I didn't predict it to win anything. Me neither. Um, but I was and like, you know the the reception to this season, not the best. So not that surprising. Ultimately, even though they've given it so many awards in the past, um, it you know it it's one drama actress for three different people. And it could still know. win maybe next year for a million. Yeah, their final season. The so. Final season. I think they'll yeah. come back. I bet you they will come back to it, unless it's up against Succession, in which case the monarchy falls. Choice or you know they don't rebound. So. Or that, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. So tomorrow, so we're recording this on a late. Uh, it's still, uh, it's still Tuesday for you. It's it's now Wednesday for me here. It's oh my god! So, so you're you're on the day of the SAG nominations. It's the day of the SAG nominations here. So we'll do another one of these, and then we've got uh, PGA and DGA later this week. So a lot of a uh, lot of dominoes are kind of falling here for us and to then... figure out what the ten movies are and everything else uh yeah so i haven't I made any changes to no. the oscars in like four days or something i don't know i definitely changed some over the weekend because i was just like i gotta gotta recruit i gotta regroup here not great i think i did something after bafta but well oh, i definitely I think, put all quiet i definitely yeah put all i think quiet. i put all quiet in and i actually keep flipping on on babylon and i kept it in i just think that i don't remember if i have it in or not i might still have it in I just think that like the, I I don't think it's like a negative on the act. I don't think like the actors are against it. And I think the, the below the line support is going to be still really strong because a lot of, I mean, it's, gonna... it's missed some guilds so far this week. So yeah, That's, it's not a good sign. No, but it got a lot of dimensions. I thought it got like a good amount of mentions at, at BAFTA, not a lot, but it got more than Fablemans. No, I mean, I don't remember how many. It got I think it got seven or maybe like eight to six, but it missed like picture film and like film director and. But like, but the thing is, it's like it's relying on text to get into best picture and the guilds have not gone for it. Yeah. So how did like Nightmare Alley do last year and the same kind of thing? Nightmare Alley, it did, it did pretty well. And obviously it got Kate at SAG. 
Right, but I still I actually think it's gonna do pretty well at SAG. I think like Margot and Brad can get in at SAG. I have I no longer have anybody from Babylon at SAG because I changed. What guilds did Babylon miss? Did it miss its sound? I think it did, right? Mm -hmm. Which is which is an egregious one because the sound rules. Having well, exactly like that's one of the ones where you think it would be a shoe in, right? To get so, I still think it could get in. So I mean, listen, this is this is a year where they should just go back to five best picture nominees. Would love it. Yeah, uh, we don't we don't need to expand things all the time. <laughs> so some sometimes there's there's not ten, sometimes there's not even eight. What if it's a critic's choice and there's ten director nominees? Don't remind me. Uh, we'll talk about that tomorrow and many other things, Joyce, or not even tomorrow. Next time you're watching one of these, I guess. Well, it's, it, it's tomorrow for me. Time is time is it's irrelevant, like you. Natasha Leon said. It doesn't matter. So whenever next time. As we... Lydia Tarr says, time is the thing. Wow. Well, I'm going to end it there. Bye, Joyce. See you later. For all things Hollywood competition and award season, head to goldderby.com and follow us on social media at Gold Derby.